You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, I'm sitting down with Carolyn Chu, Principal Investigator of the AATC National Clinician Consultation Center, or the NCCC, and Brenda Goldhammer, Program Director at the NCCC, to talk about their unique program and services. Welcome, Carolyn and Brenda. Thank you so much for having us today. Yep, happy to be here. So first and foremost, what is the NCCC? What does that stand for? And what does your organization focus on? So the National Clinician Consultation Center is a federally funded program that is funded by the Health Resources and Services Administration's HIV AIDS Bureau, as well as funding from the Bureau of Primary Healthcare and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We are the national consultation arm of the AIDS Education and Training Center program. We're based out of the University of San Francisco um, and we're physically located at San Francisco General Hospital. Our program focuses on providing free clinical consultation to healthcare providers nationally on HIV, viral hepatitis and substance use prevention evaluation and management. So how did the idea of creating different phone lines come about? Great question. Thanks for that. Um, And we all love a good story, right? So, you know, the practice of providers reaching out to experienced colleagues to discuss cases goes back probably for decades. Um, In person, sometimes you'll hear this referred to as a curbside consultation. And if you fast forward to the present day, some larger health systems have created sort of more formal internal e-consultation networks or even relationships with local community specialists. And all that, you know, this hopes to accomplish is to help streamline access to specialty consultants who can then provide additional insight or feedback about a patient's care, or sometimes even directly see the patient and co-manage them with their primary care provider. But a lot of times, even these processes uh, can involve a delay. And then I think there are additional challenges um, that arise sometimes, and these can be related to health insurance, travel time to see a specialist, or even concerns around confidentiality and stigma, which might be especially relevant for HIV care. So for us at the NCCC, we've aimed to stay true to the spirit of recognizing how valuable it is, and potentially now even more than ever, to have just a really simple, streamlined, um, accessible, but also reliable platform that allows for this on-demand sort of synchronous exchange of information between providers. And believe it or not, in our experience, that has been the phone. (laughs) 30 years ago, our NCCC started off with one phone number for a local HIV warm line. 
And since then, we've expanded not only to offer national availability, but also to branch out into other clinical areas. And we've just heard over and over how acceptable and helpful this type of teleconsultation support is to providers that are working in you know, very highly diverse practice settings across the, the country. We also have recognized that providers face um, a huge number of competing demands for their time and attention. So we, what we try to offer is a multi-professional team of experienced clinicians who can quickly synthesize guidelines, provide a high-level review of the relevant evidence-based, current best practices, and ultimately just dialogue with callers about how they're going to apply this information to you know, any individual case. So in short, we aim to really you know, go, be, go a step beyond you know, general educational resources or general decision support resources. And we wanna help providers identify tailored options, which also feel practical and feasible, you know, something they can integrate right then and there into their practice. Brenda, can you tell listeners a little bit about the various phone lines that the NCCC has? How many are there and what do they provide? I'd be happy to. Um, I'm just to give a little brief overview, as Carolyn mentioned, you know, we started over 30 years ago by Dr. Ron Goldschmidt, who's a family physician working out of San Francisco General Hospital. Um, yeah, he started this in response to the HIV epidemic. He believed that all patients should have access to state-of-the-art compassionate treatment, no matter where they accessed care. Um, so he wanted to extend the reach of the clinical experts based out of a San Francisco General um, Hospital to all clinicians nationally by offering a free clinical consultation service that was easily accessible by telephone. This was how our flagship service, the HIV Warm Line, was launched. We've since grown to offering a total of six telephone-based consultation lines, including the HIV Warm Line. Um, the HIV Warm Line offers healthcare providers nationally free clinical consultation on HIV testing and management. Over the years, we've added new teleconsultation services in response to the HIV epidemic, including our perinatal HIV hotline, which is a 24-7 consultation service for healthcare providers with questions about the management of their patients who are pregnant or wanting to become pregnant, who are vulnerable to acquiring or are already living with HIV. We also have a post-exposure management service for healthcare professionals who have questions about managing exposures to HIV and or hepatitis. Um, more recently, we launched our pre-exposure prophylaxis consultation service in 2014. Um, this was this um, happened shortly after Truvada was first approved as a once-a-day regimen to prevent HIV. In 2015, we launched our hepatitis C born line for clinicians with questions on screening as well as management of hepatitis C. And in 2016, we started our substance use warm line in response to the growing ep opioid epidemic and overdoses in the United States. In addition to our free um, telephone baselines, um, healthcare providers can also submit their HIV, hepatitis C, and substance use consultation questions online. Um, and we also have a chat bot on our website that is available that can assist with many pre and post exposure questions. Carolyn, what are some examples of the types of calls you receive? So given the number of lines that we have, thanks Brenda for describing them so fully, we could actually get lots of different kinds of calls and you know, each line has a slight variation um, to the questions given just the, the different clinical content areas. Um, but since many of your listeners are probably working especially closely in the HIV care space, I'll just focus on some of the um, examples from our HIV warm line uh, or our prevention lines and people are always welcome to reach out to us for um, with additional questions. Um, so for our HIV prevention line, uh, as Brenda mentioned, we field a lot of questions around pre-exposure and post-exposure prophylaxis. 
axis. This runs the gamut from you know initiation and sort of ongoing management. The um, specific topic areas I would say kind of fall into just you know how do you consider whether a person's eligible? How do you select the right medication for them? How do you manage um, someone who might be on you know these medications for for you know some time? Um, there's a lot of associated laboratory testing that is um, recommended if you're going to have someone on PrEP or PEP, um, and just you know overall clinical monitoring for persons who are uh, receiving these uh, medications. Uh, 2022 has been a particularly exciting year, as many of your readers probably, or sorry, your listeners are probably aware of. Um, there's so much happening right now in the HIV prevention space with the, you know, the newly um, released guidelines last winter, and then just all the new medication options that are available to, to some of us right now. For the HIV warm line and the perinatal HIV hotline, um, most of those calls do center on, um, you know, sort of basic antiretroviral therapy management questions. We get a lot of calls around HIV drug resistance, evaluation, and decision making around that. Um, and then we also do receive a fair number of questions on, you know, HIV testing and diagnosis. Um, I would say that ambiguous HIV testing is an especially hot topic right now, certainly as it uh, pertains to pre-exposure prophylaxis care. And as you can probably imagine, we have definitely been receiving calls around long-acting injectable therapy, uh, their role both in HIV treatment and also prevention. And then some of the other areas of emerging evidence or best practices that we receive calls on relate to the care of infants who are born to um, uh, pregnant people with HIV. So this is, you know, both in the immediate postnatal period after delivery with lots of questions around initiating uh, antiretroviral therapy for the infants, but there's also exciting dialogue regarding breast and chest feeding for parents living with HIV. So these are just a couple of the general sort of themes. Uh, hopefully that helps paint a better picture of the types of calls that we um, receive. And since we've been up and running for about 30 years, uh, we've probably received, you know, most any type of question that you might imagine coming up um, for providers in practice. Can you talk a little bit about who can benefit from these phone lines? Sure, happy to. Um, so. I'd like to think that pretty much any healthcare provider who is working in HIV or viral hepatitis and certainly substance use could think about giving us a call. Um, maybe I'll share an example of a provider who actually, you know, shared some feedback to us um, and, and I just found it really touching. Um, they shared that their consultation with us really helped confirm their thinking and knowledge, but also helped them identify additional management options that they might not have thought of. But, and all that was done in just a matter of seconds. Um, this provider, you know, wrote that had it not been for us, all that information gathering work would have taken them hours to do on their own. And I think this was a provider that was working in a very rural community setting. And they just found that our availability to them was invaluable, um, you know, not only for their practice, but I think ultimately for their patient's health. Um, they even went so far um, as to share that their own personal risk for burnout had been dramatically reduced by knowing that we were, you know, there for them and available to talk to them about any case. And I hope that's a sort of nice example of just, you know, how, how um, our program has real meaningful impact. Brenda, as we begin to wrap up, can you tell listeners where they can learn more about the phone lines? Of course, um, on the internet. Um, uh, if people want to come visit us, um, uh, we are at www.nccc.ucsf.org. 
www.edu. And that's where you can find all the information about all of our consultation services, how to reach us by telephone, our hours of operation. Um, our chatbot also lives on our website. And you can also submit your cases online through our website. Thank you so much. And we will also include that in our episode description so that folks can have a link there directly to your page. Brenda, Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about the NCCC, who you are, what you do, and your impact on the HIV community. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AETC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaaetc.org. That's www.nikaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaaetc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaaetc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.